You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. This is the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? This is the copacetic hour. Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and in excellent order. This podcast is an air for open discussion, but not for the weak-hearted nor the simple-minded. And although we may not always agree, we will always exemplify respect. But at the same time, nobody, and I do mean nobody, is exempt from getting these jokes. Everything is copacetic. Yes, this is the Copacetic Hour, episode 42. How's everybody doing today? What's good? Yes. Hey, girl, what's up, dog? Chilling, chilling, chilling. What's good? What's good? So, this is the last podcast of the Copacetic Hour of 2020. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up. Clap it up for the Copacetic Hour. Yes, yes. The word. You know what I'm saying? We we are 42 episodes in. You know what I'm saying? We're going strong, going strong. Uh, Congratulations like to, on your consistency, brother. I'm uh, proud of you. I like to see it. Thank you. Dope thank as you. hell. I appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone out here has been out here more than twice, actually. So I appreciate everybody. Special shout out to Karan. She was the first person ever to be on the podcast. Coming oh, okay. out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Come to my house. We used to eat tacos every Tuesday, so I appreciate that. Oh, them tacos used to slap like butt cheeks at the booth. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. That is what butt cheeks do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into our first topic of the last episode of the year. So. Tell me, well, reflect on your 2020. How was your year? And tell me the craziest thing you either heard or that happened to you, good or bad, in the year 2020. Um, 2020, overall, it wasn't a bad year for me. Um, I recently just closed on the house last Friday. So that was definitely the highlight of my, my year. That's what's up. Before Yo. I came on here, I was over there cleaning. Oh, so, shit. That's what's up. Look, I had to do it. You know, y'all more than welcome to come off the libations. I have alcohol aplenty. I drink bourbon and whiskey. So, hey. you know, holla at me. I'm but um, the craziest thing that has happened to me this year was my old roommate before I moved out. I told her mom that if it had not been for the fact that I was a reformed East Side nigga, I would have stumped her daughter out. <laughs> Shit. And that was <laughs> no, because it was just like Wait. it was just a really bad situation. Um, it didn't always, you know, it would it didn't start off bad. Like we were cool at first, um, real respectable, whatever to one another, but she ended up getting his boyfriend. Well, first and foremost, knew it. I knew it. she was in a thruple. So yeah, so she was in a thruple when What's I first a moved in. What's a thruple? Yeah. Explain a thruple. So Essentially, her, this other guy that she was dating, they had a girlfriend. Oh, a Okay. Yeah, thruffles, you know. <laughs> a thruff, you know. So, she, I didn't even realize that they were in trouble. I just knew it was this one girl that was always at our house all the time in the third bedroom. And so, eventually, I put two and two together 
after last Christmas. And I sat down and had a conversation with her. She decided that she was going to, you know, like bring me up to speed. And I was like, you're a better one than me because there's no way that I'm about to sit here and have some other girl in my other bedroom or my house and my man can get up out my bed and go get in the other room in the bed with another bitch to fuck her. Sorry, not me, not my thing. But I was like, how the, fuck, my how the fuck that just fly and y'all live together? How she just think, eh, no need to tell you Look, about it. So, because I told y'all I worked for Death Row Records. So I was working 10 to 13 hour days. So majority of the time I wasn't even at the house. So it was like, I just know that when I came home, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, she just got friends over or whatever. I'm like, I, you know, get in the shower, go in the room. And that's pretty much the way that my life was until it was one day. I just have not worked so many hours and I come home and I watched the three of them interact. And I'm like, it's some shit in the game. Cause she lied to me and told me, oh, girl, was her guy sister. That's another thing. My roommate was a habitual liar. She lied about everything. Um, so eventually they broke up, but she still was friends with the girl. The guy who was the person in the throuple, that fool, still coming over to the house, knocking on her bedroom window. Real soccer vibes. And yeah. I had to tell her, like, baby girl, get that under control because right. I'm a liability here and I'm not dying for nobody. Um, she broke up with him. She was slutting around for a minute and then she ended slutting up. Slutting around. She ended up landing um, landing with her last boyfriend or whatever. And I called that joke a loose change because he looked like a miniature 50 cent. And <laughs> and like when I first met him, she was sitting here telling me about how attractive he found me or whatever. Like, oh, you know, your roommate they can tell this and third. I said, you don't oh, she's trying to put you, you don't in find the me. Trying to get Look, you in the first she was trying to threp you. They're no. trying to threp your ass. <laughs> But you is thick as oh, hell, though. Oh. <laughs> Damn. I, look, I just got told the other day I was thicker than cold peanut butter, and I ain't never heard that. Before. I was like, oh, okay. That's a fact. Who, who cools down? Who cools down peanut butter though? Hey, you don't have to refrigerate it. Why would That's you refrigerate peanut butter? That's a really great question, guys. I wish I had the answer for it, but. I just was like, you don't think that that's weird that he's telling you how attractive he is to me? Because that's a red flag for me. Karanso thick. But her anyway. Gr- wait, wait, wait. Karanso thick. Her granddaddy is George Washington Carver. Shut the fuck <laughs> up with the jokes. <laughs> at, at this point, I'm like, stand up, sis. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know. Do <laughs> got you, though. Okay, period. Get hit, look there. <laughs> George Washington Carter. No, I just playing. <laughs> Y'all so funny. But no, but um, pretty much like long story short, she COVID happened, you know, hit the street like crack in the 80s. I'm at home by myself. I didn't know that she was leaving the back door open for her man to come in. I'm in the basement washing clothes. The next thing I know, my man can sat here and he in the house with me. And I come creeping up the stairs with my knife in my hand. Cause I was about to joke, you know, gut that joker like a fish. Right. Tell her that she all, huh? I said your similes. I'm sorry, your <laughs> similes are just they hidden for me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so like I told her about it. She doing all of this crime when she came home. I'm just like, dog. Just it's supposed to be an open line of communication. So after that, she was good with communicating. And after that, things just kind of like faltered. His sister ended up being over there with us for a minute. I asked her was she moving him in because she had um, cleared out the third closet for him and he had all of his stuff. She telling me, no, I'm like, why are you lying? Like, if you move with me here, let me know. 
Because I can move out if you want to live with him because I don't feel comfortable living with y'all. Can I ask so, you an important question before you finish? Yes, Out of all of these situations, who are these extra thruple ass niggas was helping paying bills in that bitch? <laughs> That's a really great question. All I know is that I paid my little whatever. I didn't pay much. I was just paying my little whatever and left it at that. So if she was having them jokers help her pay, that's what it was. So um, what ended up happening? So like eventually she just kind of stopped talking to me and she stopped talking to me when I told her in July I was thinking about buying a house because it was a great time to buy. Right. Um, interest rates is less than 3%. And uh, get you in contact with somebody because my interest rate on my house is 2.6. So, what? That's good. Yeah, Jesus. That's, yeah. So, you know, need to hook up. Let me know. I got you. But um, when I told her that I was thinking about buying a house, I could tell that she felt some type of way and she just started talking about how she buying a condo. She doing this, she doing that. And I'm just seeing her like, well, at my company, it's a saying that says friends don't let friends buy condos. But, you know, that's what you want to do. You <laughs> You're not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> just right. saying. So, like, um in August, she quit talking to me completely. I don't understand why I never did anything to her. I really didn't care either. I mean, mm. I was just walking through the crib chilling and she walking through the house, something like a mad ass little mini dinosaur and shit, slamming doors, whatever. I'm just like, whatever, because I was working from home, so I really didn't care. But um they ended up so her mom owned a house we were living in. So they ended up putting a house on the market to sell it. And my roommate didn't tell me, and I found that out when the realtor came to the crib. And then I asked her, no, she asked me, she's like, oh, you're moving on in two to three weeks, right? And I was like, no, where did you get that from? Oh, because you said you was buying a house. I said, dude, my mortgage just got approved yesterday. Like, to buy a house isn't like no 15-day thing, yeah. no two. Right, like, it's going <laughs> to at least take three weeks. So she was just like, oh, well, because, you know, we're selling a house and yada, 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 X, Y, Z. I was like, so you decided to sell the house when I said that I was thinking about buying it. Got it. Use a job. It's okay. Be like that sometimes. But she was just on some other stuff, but it really didn't matter to me. House fell through on that first sale, which fuck my realtor, my first realtor that I had, because it was a really bad deal. And my man kept trying to get me to go through with the deal anyway, because he was trying to get the commission off a $250,000 house. Right. That's what that was, but whatever. So then, um, like I said, like my roommate quit talking to me or whatever. So to kind of fast forward to like October ish, um, me and one of my homegirls from work was getting ready to go to Applebee's and down these drinks because we had got some bad news that day. I'm leaving out the house and I see her boyfriend is in there. He came in there again on me and I didn't even know. All I heard was footsteps in the house. But I'm thinking it's her because she said she was leaving to go to the store. It's him. So I had to hit her up like, so now you back to leaving the back door open for your man. She was like, I didn't even talk to him to even know that he was even coming over. So I couldn't tell you. I said, that's the problem. Lack of communication. Why is he okay with just coming up in the crib? She hit me with, the, I don't know. I don't care. You know, if he make you that uncomfortable, you can just leave. But you know, you can run almighty, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. I had to hit her with the baby girl around almighty. I'll take that. I was like, but the thing about it is, yeah, I can leave, but it don't matter because we both got to be gone by November because y'all sold the house. Because I said I was buying one. Right. But that's fine, whatever. Um, I eventually talked to her mom right before I moved out, and her mom was saying that she didn't know that yeah. I didn't know about them selling the house and all of this other stuff, and then that's when I was telling her that, you know, 
that if it had not been for the fact that I was reformed, I would have been stumped our daughter to hell. But it wouldn't have been fair because I'm five five. The girl was only like four ten, four nine or some shit. So I was just like, it's cool. It's straight. I read that I read that bitch for filth. And I decided to be an even more petty bitch and spill all of the extra tea to her. Mama, I was like, yeah, like she moved her boyfriend in. She was like, yeah, like I didn't even know, yada, yada, yada. Her auntie was like, yeah, I asked her what her boyfriend do for a living. I said, oh, you don't know? I'm like, he runs an illegal like casino thing with his uncle. I was like, I think he might sell a little weed. I just got to be a real petty because I know they was going to say some shit to her about it. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, shit. I bought a house in the North End. I'm in that bitch by myself. Original hardwood floors, natural fireplace, you know. It's Why are you trying to resell the house? <laughs> like, you just moved in. That. <laughs> She's not saying, like, look, everything that was a non-negotiable for me with buying a house, I got it in that house. And I'm just extremely happy that I got everything it is that I wanted. And the house appraised for more than what I'm getting it will for more than what I got it for. So I got a really good deal on the crib. I already got equity in it. So I'm just a really proud person. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, but yeah, that's that you told that you told his mom, you told her mama. (laughs) It probably felt so good, like when you was listening off, you checking off the list, like, Like, mm -hmm. and he said, "We." No, because like she was. Uh, <laughs> he don't wash his ass. <laughs> his feet. No, because like when his sister, when his sister was staying with us, like in the beginning part of quarantine, because it was around my birthday. Wait, wait, it was his she, sister. His sister ended up being over there too. This is this wasn't the thruple. Keep I, in mind, this I, wasn't the thruple. I thought it was, it was her sister. Was wait, so it was it was your roommate's boyfriend's, boyfriend's sister, sister that right, lived that, in the house. No, she was, <laughs> she was at our house for like a week. So all right, so look. So That's in crazy. the beginning, when she had a thruple, it was some random guy. It was another guy, and it was this other girl that she was in a thruple with. Then they broke up in January, and then she got with this new guy in January. Right. And then, you know, Rona hit the street like crack in the 80s in March. And then his sister ended up being at our house with her new boyfriend. Little loose change. Little loose change. So it was her sister's. It was wait, wait. It was her boyfriend. It was her boyfriend's sister, sister that ended up being at our house. And I remember her, one and day her sister's she boyfriend. went to the bathroom. Her boy, no. your roommate. My roommate had a boyfriend. Right. His sister ended up being at our house for like a week or two. Right. Because I ended up telling my roommate, yeah. I was like, so are they about to be quarantined in with us? And she talking about some, no, I said, because his sister, PP, and she don't wash her hands. And the main thing to prevent COVID from spreading <laughs> is you got to wash your hands. And she didn't do that. Girl, and I think, and I think she ended up telling the girl that I said that she didn't wash her hands. So after that, she kept washing her hands like extra long. So, uh-huh. or at least she was running the water in the bathroom. Good. <laughs> How old is her sister? Hold up, right? she was pity. She was pity patting the poom poom and not washing her hands and then touching things around the house. Oh, that's messy. People probably I got the lights all everywhere. <laughs> that's just too much, man. You should have pat down the poo Well, your 2020 was a lot. <laughs> but it ended on a really good note. It ended yeah, on a ended good on note. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite, that's all that, man. That's a fact. Yeah, at the end of the day. That's a fact. You bought a house. And I see why you told me to fuck those two minutes earlier in the beginning. I see why now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I see. I see. I see Hilarious. You, I see where you were headed. You had to get that off your chest. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Okay. Hey. therapy. All right. You know what I'm saying? I need to charge you two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm wholesale on the street for this therapy. I saw a meme the other day that said, "Why do niggas start podcasts instead of going to therapy?" I felt a way about that shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Never seen that. Wish I had seen it. That's right. I did. I did see it. I was like, hmm. "I don't even have a podcast, and that hurt my heart." <laughs> Damn, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit, son. Oh, man, that is kind of sad. What about you, uh, Brady? How was your 2020 in, in New York, of all places? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, my story is probably a lot less interesting. I was I was trying to like go like last or close to last. I feel like my story like. All right, let's skip you shit. then. Let's skip you. How, <laughs> yeah, how let's skip you. <laughs> I, I was like gonna this say, Uno or some my, shit. I'll say <laughs> my story is <laughs> reverse back to you. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I can cut it out. I can cut I it just, out. I just didn't have like no crazy stories like the one we just heard or nothing like that. Like right. I really just been chilling like in my apartment or whatever. I moved apartments. That's like the most that I did. But um, other than that, like it's been it's been interesting. It's been a roller coaster. Um, like working, all of that is cool. Like working from home. That's all right. Like I'm more of a homebody than I realized I was. So, like, I haven't really been tripping about, like, being quarantined or none of that. Like, I'd be just fine entertaining myself, whatever. Right. Um, And then I ain't gonna lie, like, I've made a few trips here and there, like, when it was safe to to maneuver. Um, What was that? She was never safe. Right. She was never safe. I mean, safe for to to maneuver. And I was going to places where it was like, they weren't really checking for that shit anyway. Like, I was going to Texas and shit. And it was like, they're not checking for this shit. You know, Texas don't give a fuck about The biggest state, yeah. That seems like it's the opposite. I mean... He was it's in a the, big state. But you gotta think he okay. was already in the worst place where it yeah, was. Yeah, in New York. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, and ground zero of this shit. But um New York is cool, I guess. Like it sucks because I moved here last September. My job was one where I was traveling a lot for work anyway. So like even when I moved, I was never really at home. And then when I could finally sit down to be at home, it's because I ain't got no fucking choice. So I couldn't even really go outside. So I've like yet to experience New York for real. Um but when I do get outside it's been cool. But other than that, like like I said, it's been like a roller coaster. Um my mom had caught COVID. She's cool though. Like um my dad had a scare. Then we found out that he didn't have it, which is cool. But then we had worse news because he actually was diagnosed with with cancer. So I'm just like, I had to deal with that. Um, But it's like prostate cancer. So it's not like the worst of cancers and it's fairly treatable, but it's still like nobody wants to really hear that shit. Yeah. So um, it's bad for black men. We have exactly, more exactly, and, and and it runs in our family. So like at my age now, I'm thinking like, damn, like I need to get prepared for that mm-hmm. for myself as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Gotta go vegetarian. But, yeah. So like I said, it's been like a roller coaster. I've been trying to make the best of it. When people ask me, I just say I'm taking it day by day. But you know, it is what it is. 
I'm just, I'm tired of people saying like, oh, I can't wait to get out of 2020. Like we gonna wake up on January 1st and shit gonna be cool. Right, because it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. That's Apparently, cool. we're supposed to get superpowers on December twenty first. Wait, wait, Nate. Don't talk about that. That's my topic for the next segment. Oh, shit. Okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. I want to know what that's about. Yeah. What y'all talking about? So, any what's the craziest thing that happened to you or you heard of in twenty twenty, Brady? The craziest thing that happened to me, or or that you heard? Did you like walk in the building and then your neighbors just start? Not being there no more because he was in New York. Um, yeah, that that happened a couple times. That shit um, crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> no, the craziest thing that happened to me. Oh my god! So <laughs> I I went out like this is like literally a little bit before COVID hit. Um, I went out, had drinks or whatever. Um was hanging out with friends, like ended up coming back to to my spot. And there was like a girl that was there with us. Like we were all like brunching, day drinking, all of that shit. So shit was cool. She ended up getting too drunk. Uh, We get back to my crib. We all chopping or whatever. People getting ready to leave and shit. She fucked up. So I'm like, all right, well, I give her my bed. I go lay on the couch or whatever. I get up at some point in the night. She like rummaging around my room. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So long story short, she ended up, I, she was trying to get up so she'd go to the bathroom. Tell me why this bitch peed in my floor, yo. <laughs> peed in my fucking floor. <laughs> so fucking mad. Is she a dog? Is, is, is she a dog? Is that what she is? <laughs> fuck. I was so fucking mad, but it wasn't like it wasn't like she peed herself and she like, peed on, on my floor. Like she like, pulled she her pants trying, down. She was trying to get out of my bed. I was like, "Yo, like let me help you up," so because I could tell him like she, you know, like when you a kid and your parents try to teach you how to pray, so you like <laughs> you put your knees on the ground and you lean over the bed like this. She was kind of in that position. So in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh, you drunk as fuck. You about to throw up and you throw up in my bed." Like I don't give a fuck how cool we are, how friendly we are. I'm throwing your ass out. And you just got to figure it out. <laughs> Do you have wood floors? Do it. Yeah, luckily. Okay. Okay. Good. A lot of wood floors, but like um, <laughs> beat on so, the <laughs> so so I'm trying to like help her, but she like fighting me on it, like uh, but you know she belligerent drunk, so she not saying words, none of that shit. So like I'm trying, y'all, like I'm trying to help you, just let me help you. Like she ended up instead of throwing up, like I thought she was gonna do, she like literally like pulled down her pants, all of that, because she just she was so drunk, she thought she was in the bathroom, and she peed all over my fucking. How are you on your knees? How are you? She was, you she, like, she rolled out. She like rolled out of the bed and stuff like that. And she was on her knees, like trying to get up. So I think me helping her get up, she must have thought that she had like made it to sitting down on the toilet, and she just let it go. So I she peed ready. on the. She she also peed on the back of her foot then. She peed all down her leg, on her pants, in her she, panties. Did she get in the bathtub? No, what did you do after that? Yeah, what, what was the next <laughs> morning like? <laughs> did she wake up drunk? What was the next morning like? Did you did you did you make her smell it and hit her in the in the nose with the toilet paper? <laughs> with, the, with the newspaper? <laughs> did you did you put her nose in it? Is that what you did? Yeah. No, I, I should have. <laughs> Fuck, but no. So. Mm-mm. So I like after yeah. she do that, I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? So I, I 
I, fi- I finally figure out how to just help her. I get her to the bathroom or whatever. Like I sit her down. Um, at this point, I had to like <laughs> grab. I had to like <laughs> grab plastic bags, pick up her pants and stuff, and put it in a plastic bag, wrap it up, <laughs> put it by the trash can. I had to like give her some of my shorts. Obviously, never took the fucking shorts back. I was um, wondering whose pants he went home with. So I, like, I give her some some old basketball shorts I have. Um, I get like we figure out. I figure out how to get her to use the bathroom, whatever. I get her back to the bed. I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, just try to go to sleep. But I'm so mad. I don't. You didn't throw it, so you didn't throw her in the shower and turn the water on. You didn't make her wife. No, she like, smelled like she in the morning. She was she was so belligerent and shit. It's like I, it, at this rate, you might risk just fucking killing her by drowning her in the goddamn shower. So I was like, fuck her head, like, anything. Right. So I'm not about to make her stand in no shower or no shit like that or try to run a bath and then she drowned. Then I'm like going to prison. It's our like in my head. I'm also thinking it's already a questionable situation. I got left at my house with this woman. Right. She drunk as shit. Like she doing she she doing shit that requires me to have to like operate on her lower body parts. I'm like, yeah, this is a questionable situation. Right, you right. So in my head, who I'm was her like, friends? Why did I'm they leave her at your house? Why right. did they leave her when we, she we, left? We, when all, they left? we all cool. We all cool with each other, but it's like I'm I'm not like looking at her like that. So it's just like, oh shit, like let me be cool. Like let me be cool because like niggas would be like, oh, she did stay at your house after everybody left. What's that? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, and she pulled her pants like, down. She did. So you she did. A little cooler, mama. And everything. Yeah, yeah. She exactly. did golden shower. Every you got to put that pussy on your sideburns. Period. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's, so I'm like, I'm gonna play. Spray cool. everywhere. I'm gonna play it cool. So like, I, I get her back to the bed, whatever. She go back to sleep. She wake up the next day. She only even she so she was so drunk. She didn't even remember the shit happened. So I had to explain it to her, and she was like in so much shock. She just she's like, "Oh my god! Like I'm so embarrassed. Like I had no idea. Like are you, you really true idea that." Anyway, I'm not trying to. I'm way past two minutes. So like, <laughs> long story short, she had to even get up and go to work the next day at like ten o'clock or whatever. Oh, so poor like, girl. on her way up the door, she like. Yeah, I'm probably never invited to your house again. I'm like, no, and I pick up the bag with her shit in it, hand it to her, and close the door. I immediately threw all my sheets and all of that shit into a trash bag and threw that shit out. I was so pissed off, but literally that was the craziest off. shit to happen. Literally, that's right. that literal thing. Mm-hmm. Pissed off and pissed on. <laughs> I was like, man, so this is my intro- I'm like, this is my introduction to New York and like how people like I can't be friends with none of you niggas. <laughs> the thing. No, I actually no. I found out she was from Jersey, so but I I haven't been to Jersey. They are the same people, they all talk alike. Here's the thing New York is New York's fault that she did that. It's because you can't pee nowhere in New York except your house. No matter where you go, nobody gonna let you use their bathroom. <laughs> I, what more do you want from me? <laughs> I, I guess I ain't gonna lie though. It's it's been a time or two since I've been in New York where I've been drunk as fuck and I just peed outside in the street. I ain't even gonna hold you. We have. I mean, but most men peed outside. Wee wees, yeah. We have wee wees. Anyway, <laughs> girls pee outside too. I was gonna too. say, girls pee outside too. You had to look Ain't no, ain't no, bush, ain't no <laughs> bushes for real in New York though. It really is. Right. The thing about it though is I wanted I can't crack on her too bad because the same shit happened to me. I've I've peed the bed on a 
I'm um, prop today. You know what I'm saying? On a day? On a um, prop two <laughs> So, okay. Uh, um, now, you ain't pissed in the bed. I have pissed in the So, all right. So, I... Okay. Go next. So, I was... <laughs> I used to, this happened in 2020, nigga? This, no, this happened a while ago. This happened... Oh. This happened like... This happened like... like a, this just happened a couple weeks ago. This, uh... So, we... I had... <laughs> I was really bad at taking hits, right? So, if a girl liked me, I would, you know, she would give an obvious hint and I'd be like... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, adventure time, science, whatever. All right, so this girl was giving me this hints or whatever, and I didn't take them. And then she told me one day what she was saying, what she, you know, the hints, like she she made it very obvious. This is what I wanted you to do when I said this, this, and this. And so ever since then, I was like, damn, I got to redeem myself. So she was uh, messing with my roommate at the time, and I got really drunk one night, and I, I came home, I remember, I remember looking at my roommate, seeing the girl there, waving to my roommate, going into my room and falling asleep. And when I wake up, it's daylight out. I look up, I look at my room, I look over to the side, and here is this woman laying on the floor. And I'm like, we're pretty good friends. Or did she not put that pussy on the sideburn? Well, this is what I was trying to figure out immediately. I was like, did, to, I find, did I finally do it? Is this what happened? And I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So in my mind, I'm trying to figure out like, damn, did I have sex last night? You know, did I use protection? Uh, why is she on the floor? Was it bad? What did I do wrong that she had to be on the floor? So I asked him like, hey, uh, you know, you didn't have to sleep on the floor. You could have slept in a bed with me if you wanted to, you know. And she said, I tried. I tried to get into bed with you, but it was all wet. So I came and slept, slept <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? So I had my jeans on in the bed. So I open up, open up the covers and I feel the jeans and it's wet and I smell it. And I'm like, I don't smell nothing, right? Because you know when you drink and you pee, it's just water, right? That first after drink pee is just water, right? So I'm like, man, my roommate's playing a joke and they pour <laughs> after you drink the alcohol it's just water coming coming out the first the first the first go around with the pp so i'm thinking it's just water i'm like man my roommates played a joke y'all know the five stages of grief the first was denial and it's just anger and bargaining i went through all them shit right so at first at first i'm like nah i didn't pee myself because i'm a grown-ass man the grown-ass man don't pee themselves <laughs> i didn't pee myself it's fine and then it was mad because I thought I was like, I was like, I thought it was my roommates. So I was like, them niggas play too much, man. I could have had, had me some cutty last night and they wanted to play around, <laughs> pour this shit on my lap and shit like that. And then it was bargaining. I was like, well, maybe I got real drunk and got some water and it spilled it on my, on my pants. And it was just the water because I was thirsty last night and I don't remember that walk. And then it was just like, you know, depression. Like, what a fucking idiot am I? that I peed myself like, like for real. And then acceptance, I was driving her home and I was like, I really peed myself last night, didn't I? And she was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> Shit. So I live with that my whole life is the fact that one day I peed, I might've peed on somebody. You done peed your way out some coochie. Yes, girl. Yeah. How was your 2020? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on, wait, wait. I don't know, I have a question. Cool, I, I have a question. question. How did you end up being the one that had to drive her home? And she wasn't, you didn't get her there. Right. I, I, she got dropped off there. I was the only nigga in the house with a car. 
So I was the designated. Here's the thing. I was such a friend zone ass nigga. And I'm looking back now, it's like I was from friend zone by choice. I was no seriously. I was I was such a friend zone ass nigga. I was the designated. A girl gets dropped off. I take her home. Her ass nigga. Like that was the like ride of shame driver. Yeah, I was the ride of shame driver. Okay. You was Uber before Uber, nigga? I was Uber before Uber. But here's the thing. I didn't get paid money, but I got paid in, like, great conversations of about sadness and about why why am I not good enough to be his girlfriend? Yo, shut your ass up, nigga. I got paid in great conversation about why I'm not good enough in theater. Oh my God. Yeah, why, why am I not good enough for, to be his girlfriend? Like, that's what I talk about with people as they left, as they left my house. Why am I not good enough to be? You so were you, the grief so You was the Uber was, and the therapist. For I was your absolutely. Who was dogging me? Was this in the Sigma house? This absolutely was. I didn't want to name no names, but yeah. <laughs> As soon as you said, as soon as you said what you were saying, like I, I narrowed in on like a solid three or four. People. Oh, you know who it is. You know exactly yes. who it is. Yes. One of them's taller than me. Other ones a little shorter than me. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm done. Right. Wow. Bring my personal into this. Bring my personal out of this. Hilarious. Bring my personal out of this. You know, this is a long time ago. We different people now. You know. Right. Right. Not now. I don't know how you segue into 2028, but how was 2020? Oh, shit. Uh, 2020 was uh, eventful, but uneventful. 2020, Nate, the theme of 20... <laughs> I'm about to say, Nate, now you now you clean up after a, a girl who pees herself. <laughs> <laughs> the only girl that I clean up after after she pees is my daughter now. So facts, facts. I got a, I got a three-month-old baby girl right now. That's Shout probably the craziest her. thing that happened. Today, right? I, yeah, this... Uh, this whole year, the theme of this whole year has been uh, uh, rebuilding okay. or building better or just growth. I don't know what to call the chapter, but it's a nice chapter. It's basically, you know, I'm just in a new place. I live in Detroit now, you know, okay. and circumstances that I thought is crazy. There are circumstances that you think are the end of your life that you think is like, I fucking failed at everything could be, you know the seed that blooms this beautiful flower of a life, which is what's seeming to be happening. I found out I don't like working from home. I don't like working so close to my bed because it's too tempting. I don't like that shit. So okay. yeah, man, I've been kind of just busting ass and grinding and finding my loves and my passions and following them shits and following them shits wholeheartedly. And I'm excited to see where this new direction and focus brings me into the future. That's well, what's up. when the weather breaks, I have a nice front porch, and we could definitely partake in libations. Let's do it. Facts, facts, facts. That's what's up. I was happy when you and your wife got pregnant yeah. and watching I more pictures. I was like, yes. You know what I'm <laughs> watching y'all through all the pictures and the. The way y'all announced and everything, like everything was dope. Everything. I appreciate it. Talking y'all on Instagram. Hey man, it's been a dream. I've been wanting a kid since I was a kid. It's, it's, it's like really dope. To I've learn been about wanting yourself. a kid since I was a kid. I've been wanting a kid <laughs> since I was a young kid. <laughs> it does because young men, young women, do be like walking with their baby dolls and shit. So it is a little yeah. 
different for I knew man. I just knew I wanted to be a father at some point. Okay. And I knew it was gonna happen at the right time and now I am and I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning uh how stubborn I am and how much I hate like standing up after I sat down. Uh and like wondering what parts of myself should I like, you know, chill out on and what parts of myself should I lean into. I kind of fucking like it all about myself. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah. Now, Miss New, how was your 2020 and what was the craziest thing you either heard or happened to you? Um, my 2020 was definitely a roller coaster for real, too. Just like it's been a lot of shit going down, but it's a lot of good came out of what happened. Huh? So I can't be down about it. Um, 2020, I started my first big girl job in my professional career using my degrees. That's what hey. So um, 2020, <laughs> I got in my first relationship after 10 whole years. So um, I seen it. <laughs> he said I seen it. 2020, I just dropped shit, new Audi and a new crib for my 30th birthday. Facts, facts. And, you know, it's just it's coming up. I'm leaning more into myself. It, it was it's it's been a lot like um learning about myself, the ugly parts, okay. uh, the parts that I've tried to put aside. You know what I'm saying? So being in a relationship, that that toxic shit that you don't deal with on your own, that's when it kind of comes out. Yeah. So I've been having mm-hmm. to face the music on a lot of shit. I've gotten therapy. Okay. So okay. um. 2020 has been a lot. I had a, like a crazy, like a bad breakup though. Like somebody I was very close to, I had to walk away from that friendship. Um, that should be hard for me. All of y'all pretty much know me and know how I am. It's like when I fuck with you, I fuck with you. So ah, it it just be what it be though. You know, it's just and I'm growing into a new woman, and it's like. I'm not tolerating certain things for myself and other people anymore. It doesn't matter who you are. So I'm just learning a lot about me, just setting boundaries and just trying to be happy, like learning to stop worrying about what other people say and what other people think and just do what make me happy. That's what's up. Um, The craziest thing I heard uh, this year. (laughs) I'm still tripping on Newsom when she fuck with you, she fuck with you. And she don't fuck with me because she don't follow me on shit. I don't think. Oh, <laughs> truth is revealed. Oh, my God. <laughs> she don't follow me Okay, on. so no, don't so do that. Good. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, I don't. I, that's not intentional or anything like that. We can get all that popping. No, I'm, just, I'm talking shit, but you don't. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Brady Loki feels some type of way. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brady, me and Brady were very close like for, for a minute, so... I ain't going to hold you my bad, bro. You know. It's cool. I'll be tripping. Sorry, be better. I feel like the the craziest thing I did in 2020 was uh, drop my eyelash line. I always wanted to do it. And I was always real scared. You talking my language. Yeah. um, I was real scared. And then I was skeptical because it's like a lot of people do it. With all the transitions that I've been going through, though, like having this big friend breakup. And just, you know, being in a real relationship and transitioning into that after 10 years, especially because I'm like the homegirl type of girl. So I had a lot of transitioning, 
to do because a lot of the shit that I'm used to just don't. It's, don't fly in a relationship. It don't yeah. fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so can't go to Bacardi hard. parties no more. <laughs> okay. This I'm I'm happy you said that because it's gonna line up. It's gonna line up with some shit I want to talk about later. So. Yeah, just it's just been a big adjustment. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna take my time. I feel like I kind of rushed it the first time. So I'm gonna take my time when I have some time to like look for some more vendors and test the most shit out and just redrop it and I get discouraged. So that was probably like the worst thing because I was so sick and sad, like my heart dropped because it just wasn't like the line. Just it just didn't turn out like how I really wanted it to to the first time. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up and fix it. That's what's up. I believe in you. Girl, I'm looking forward to buying some lashes. Push forward, yeah. Do it. You definitely can do it. What about you, Miss Jenny Tatia? Um, for me, 2020 was basically like getting back to me, like what everybody else said. Um, I am it definitely taught me that nothing is permanent, everything is temporary from um jobs to relationships to people on this earth. Um I noticed a lot of change within myself of what I wanted to do um, for as my career and my future goals. I got my family back together and it's just me um, creating more memories with myself and my kids. That's what is most important to me, but nothing really happened in 2020. Um, That was crazy. Like I ain't got no crazy um, 2020 memories or things because I've been in the house. What about like, <laughs> what about you heard something that happened or you heard? Uh, no, I don't even watch TV like that. So, heard such as what? Like, give me an example. There was plenty of examples. Plenty of examples oh, that man. happened in 2020. <laughs> oh. Maybe you heard a good piece of tea, you know, some outrageous yeah. stuff that didn't happen on TV or in the news or. No, not really. I mean, the only crazy thing I heard recently was about the COVID-19 vaccine where you get like Bell's palsy, like paralysis in your face. Yeah. That I'm not looking forward to. Are y'all getting the vaccine? Fuck no. no. Wait, now that you just said you get paralysis in your face? Yeah, like temporary paralysis like in your face. And I'm like, mm-mm. I got to look into that. Yes. I ain't even I ain't even gonna hold you. Like I went to the dentist this morning and they had to like give me a shot and my face was numb for hours. So I can only imagine like mm-hmm. it's just that like that. I heard it's just like, like that. that's always what your face feel like. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Fuck that. That's one of the craziest things that I heard. I'm like, what why is it always a side effect to so, a Everything. medicine like I just I just don't get it like we don't need fucking medicine that ain't nothing but killing it listen oh yeah, doctor seven knowledge <laughs> like that's that's just crazy to me they'll try to give you anything except for telling you how to naturally really just keep your immune system boosted to avoid right and then they're trying to mandate it to people and I'm like so you want yeah, all these people to be looking I- crazy Listen, I work at a hospital out here in LA. They're trying to make us get that shit. I'm like, listen. Yeah. And then I heard um, if you don't get it, like you'll be out of work. Is that true? I don't know if it's going to be mandatory. That's if your company. That I guess they're still yeah. talking about. But if it's mandatory, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to just ask God to help me out. Because I, I, I ain't going to turn into no chicken. Man. Oh, a vegetable no at this point. Facts. Right. <laughs> 
Right. I know Deborah Records may not mandate me to get that shit. I work from home for the rest of my life. Shit, I've been working. From See, home. and then I kind of like with Nate. I'm kind of like on the same boat. Like I, I like working from home because I like the flexibility. Because my kids are not in school right now; they homeschool. But at the same time, it's like I really be having to go into the office just to get away and get some peace and quiet and get some work done because it's just. You cannot focus at home. I don't care what nobody say. I ain't gonna hold y'all up. I I be and I don't have a desk or nothing in my house yet. We just moved, so I ain't really got everything in here yet. Grab me in my bed. I I done woke up so many times on clock like that. Damn, I got the I gotta tighten up. Like I got alarms on my phone to make sure I'm on meetings on time. It's just crazy. It's just mm -mm, I just can't do it. Yeah, I can't do that shit when my bed is right there, nigga. Like, the Why bed is right fucking there. You know what I mean? The bed is right there. I'm in my bed right now. This how I be um, <laughs> in the <laughs> morning. It's <laughs> me at work. <laughs> right, this me at work right here. This is exactly what I be doing. With the blunt smoking and all. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, my 2020 has been good. I'm really looking forward to... Um, 2021, I think a lot of things that I put in place, uh, a lot of seeds that I planted in 2020, I am looking to continue to water them and see them grow um, in 2021, which is my business, uh, me going back to school to further my education, because I realized that I realized my work in the um, industry that I work in. And I see that the only thing that's holding me back is a piece of paper, even though I can do the same job that the next person is doing. Thanks. If not better, um, and all they have against me is a piece of paper. So that is definitely my goals and what I'm looking to do next year. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's go. What about you, Fire? So your boy, I don't know. My 2020 has been a roller coaster, right? Like. So that, that's a theme for everybody, shit. right? For real, because it's just so up and down. It's just like my shit, like that one thing where they be doing the videos and shit, and niggas be looking up, and then they shoot your ass in the air, the slingshot ride. That's how my shit is. God yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I started out like at the beginning of the year, everything was fine, but then when COVID hit, you know. It's a real big deal for me because, you know, my wife is immune deficient, you know, dealing with all her health issues in the past. So she had to stop Mm -hmm. working and everything. And she loves like what she does. She works in the medical field. So she loves what she does. But it just wasn't safe for her to be, you know, in the hospitals right now. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. like. We spent, like, a lot of time together, like, every single day. And we even went through a period, like, where we was beefed out for, like, I want to say two, three weeks. Like, where I was like, ugh, why are you here? Why, why are we together? You know what I'm saying? Like, we was really, like, beefed out for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And which isn't, which is normal, you know what I'm saying? But for us, like, we really don't argue for real, like, at all. We really, like, truly get along with each other. You know what I'm saying? So it was weird that it lasted so long. Even though that's three weeks out of a year really isn't that long. But for us, that was a lot to be consistently, like, 
in a funk. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't, we don't, we argue, but we don't get in like, it, it never like prolongs over a long period of time. Like next day, you know what I'm saying? She'll call me fat or some shit and we'll be laughing. Or, you know what I'm saying? We get, we just, we truly get along. You know what I'm saying? Um, and what got the, y'all out of the, my bad. No, nah, yeah, if I could ask, what got y'all out of the funk? We just talked. You know what I'm saying? We sat down and we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? We kept having to have conversations about it. Like, what's going on? Why is this happening? What do you feel? How do I feel? You know what I'm saying? And then we did, it was just something that we, we came to terms like, you know, we be, we around each other more than we used to, you know what I'm saying? Because of this COVID shit. So we just, it's just something that we just got over, chalked mm. it up to the game. You know what I'm saying? You work with right? Healthy ass niggas. <laughs> yeah. Right. Healthy ass relationship ass niggas. I work from home. Definitely yeah. an example for others to follow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I work I'll from home. I'll beat niggas' ass. I don't care. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Your boyfriend not 500 pounds though, 6'3". You know what I'm saying? Right. He tall, but he ain't me. <laughs> I, at first, at first, I thought you said I'm eating niggas' ass. I don't care. But here's the thing. Here's That's the, the thing. way to stop the argument. That's what I'm saying. Immediately, if I, I thought about, it, I was like, if I'm mad, like just vexed, like boiling, <clears throat> and she just get down to eat my ass. I'm gonna be confused, but I won't be arguing anymore. <laughs> you won't be arguing because you'll be confused. Are you like your you ass eight, eight? You like your ass eight? eight. He like not, groceries. Eight. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a it's a it's a uh, argument stopper. You know, it's an okay. instant argument. Right. Like just uh, like why that. you ain't come on, bro? <laughs> well, here's the thing. No, shit. I'm not. I'm not against. We're gonna be arguing forever. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All I'm saying is that I'm not diving deep into like, yeah, man, that's my shit. It's a, it's you know, cool shit if you like it. Okay, if you don't. But brass tags, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a surefire way to stop an argument. And I just encourage anyone in a relationship to try that. When you and your your partner are arguing and you don't feel like you could come to terms, you get down and eat ass. That's, that's toxic get, as fuck. Get down on one knee and eat a butt. What more do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. Sometimes you gotta pledge oh your love God. to the butt. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Gigi never go eat my ass, bro. If that if that was what it took, we was we still be arguing right now. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take her all day. That'd be the last motherfucker supper right there. Yeah, that's not. She's not, she not even gonna attempt to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing. She probably be like, if you find somebody to do it, go ahead, my nigga. She probably wouldn't even care about that. Duh. <laughs> right. I'm gonna set up a date. <laughs> Pay her. What you could do that at the grave. What I just envisioned. <laughs> oh, I just envisioned in my head was amazing. Ernest trying to uh, make way for access to his booty hole. <laughs> 
Make way for access to it. Trying to shift out. himself. <laughs> I just I just immediately thought about uh, thought about uh one of the Austin Powers with Fat Bastard in it. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. So what was the craziest thing that happened to you? How do we start I wasn't done with my twenty twenty yet, goddammit. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Shit. So then he gave me too many. Man, right. Sakaran, so this artist took the whole thing over and changed it. So I said, fuck it. So so then, you know, say I'm you know, I'm I'm taking care of my grandmother at this time. I've been taking care of her for the last three years. You know what I'm saying? And she's getting worse and worse. And she needs more help than what me and my wife can give her. You know what I'm saying? And it's all this arguments within my relatives and everything about what she needs. And she really needs, like, a caretaker at the time. You know what I'm saying? Someone mm-hmm. to, like, physically have her take a bath, get her dressed, things like that. Like, she's able to do some stuff herself, don't get me wrong, but she needs someone to, like, watch her, guide her through all these things. And it was getting to a point where I... I was like becoming stressed out about it, you know what I'm saying? And like I'm I'm starting to have anxiety attacks this year and all type of stuff. I um I, I ate an edible. I talked about this like on episodes 10 or something like that. And I had an anxiety attack after I ate the edible cuz I was high for 3 days. You know what I'm saying? 3 days? Yes. God damn. I was high for 3 days. Cuz I I did with Am- amateurs do it. I ate half of it. All uh, this ain't shit. Maybe because I'm fat, I'm thinking it's not gonna hit. And I ate the other half of it. and I was high for three days. And I don't. You I know do what not saying? play with that. I don't Mm-mm. smoke. I don't really oh. drink like that. You know what I'm saying? So that was my first time having any substance in my body at all. Yeah, you, know you definitely. So I'm a super. <laughs> I'm a you super. Me, I can't do it. I'm usually a heavyweight. Damn, you know what I'm saying? But I was a super duper lightweight when it comes to drugs. You know what I'm saying? So that had me fucked Drugs. up. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. That had me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And I cannot do edibles. No. Here's the thing. Anybody I talk to that says they can't do weed is because they've had a bad experience and their bad experience was edibles. I smoked with Nate one time at my house in Kalamazoo and Nate was like, uh, nigga, you gonna pass it? Nigga, what the fuck are you <laughs> God damn it, so... I don't know. 2020 was hard for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm still dealing with family issues right now because of everything with my mm. grandma. Um, I wind up getting a house. Me and Gigi moved into a, a new house. We have our own house now. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because my family is, uh, they're not happy for me. You know, my, because I'm, wow. because we moved and from away from your grandma. Away from my grandma, and we're not taking care of her no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody, they're not happy that mm. I got a house, which is that shit deep. Like I'm just now starting to be okay with like that shit. Don't make me like feel like crying. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit was just like wow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I gave my life up. You know, for these last three years. Like, I went straight from graduating college, getting married, and 
moving up here to take care of my grandma. Me, this is the first time me and my wife have ever got to be alone since we got married. You know what I'm saying? And we only been wow. here a few wow. weeks, maybe like two weeks, three weeks. And mm-hmm. I was 25, 26 years old when this happened. And it's like no one, if they do understand, they didn't show it. But when what they did show was like resentful for me. And that makes me, even though I wasn't doing it for them, taking mm-hmm. care of my grandma, I was doing it for my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Because she always did for me. It made me feel right. like I did all of that and no one was appreciative of the sacrifices that we made. You know what I'm saying? To go and take care of her. and uh, As if you were obligated to do that. Right. That's you know nice. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. That's nice. It fucked up because like a lot of people don't really understand like the position that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the end of the day, family will do you way dirty than anybody exactly. else outside of family. You know, I experienced something like that when my dad got sick. My dad had a stroke, became paralyzed, and then like a month before he died, we found out that he was stage four, stage five colon cancer, spreads his liver and shit. And it's like mm-hmm. His sister, who had watched me grow up, who were always there, turned into real bitches over the three months and I mean the three years in which he was, you know, like incapacitated and really couldn't do for himself. Right. And they sat here and took certain opportunities from me and my brother. I felt as though they operated as though my daddy didn't have any children. Which was fine mm. because I got the last laugh and I ran everything and I looked them all in their face like I'm your captain now. And I still don't talk to them to this day. But hmm. it's like, I can see why it's like, dude, like we family. At the end of the day, you know, I took a stepping stone to better myself for me and my wife and for our own personal, you know, like family branch of the tree. Right. And y'all so resentful at me because you felt as though I walked away from my grandma and doing stuff for her. But at the end of the day, are you sacrificing your life to go over there and help take care of it? Because that's your mama. At the end of the day, you're not doing that. If we family, nobody should mind taking turns. I did it for three years. Somebody got the next three. And there's so many resources like for the state where she can get a, a direct care worker. They will pay for somebody to have her have um, go to her house 24-7. Not my grandma. My right. grandma made too much money. But... Oh, okay. She could afford to have the help. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. She right. could have. She definitely could afford to have the help because they didn't want to put her home. Because my grandma always said she never wanted to be in a home, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? And I, and it's not like I resent taking care of my grandma. My grandmother helped me more than anybody in my life growing up. You know what I'm saying? So I was happy to move my whole life and move it up there to take care of her. You know what I'm saying? Right. And which was fine. I did that. And it's not like I'm looking for props or anything, but when it was time, which I felt like it was time for me to, I'm not, I just turned 30 years old three days ago. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you were a newlywed. And I'm like... a newlywed. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that we went through, anybody else, I feel like wife would have left them. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because you and your and wife you know, didn't have the an opportunity to be just husband and wife. 
Mm-hmm. And she ain't signed up for that. She yeah, and the stage that. that your grandma is in, they're not so nice people. Oh, they trust me. Are... I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. That shit bothers me. And they probably going to get it. They probably going to be mad at me talking on the podcast. Um, because... I'm going to be a fucker. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to say fuck to my family, no. Yeah. But you got you, you to gotta get it off your chest, one, and if they, nah. if they are listening, you know, maybe this is the best, the best way for them to hear and get a better understanding of your position on the matter. That's one. Yeah. Two, two mm-hmm. and randomly, I, I don't know about y'all, but one of the main things that I've just learned from this exchange is not to fuck Karan over because she is really for real about getting that last laugh. Shit. <laughs> I ain't that. For real. No, she no. really be on that petty shit. I'm not fucking around with it's her. It's not even petty. No, no, no. no like, if you petty. knew, like, Brady, if you knew the whole situation dealing with Karan with my daddy, you would understand why I'm like, oh, no, the way I'm that not- I am. I'm I'm trying to add levity to the situation. Yeah. I definitely understand where you're coming from, but but yeah, if no, we could take one thing from 2020, we know life is too short. And if somebody that you love has hurt you, why can't we come to you and say, "Listen, you hurt me. Why we can't talk about it right. and fix it, and so we can move on? And why we can't work together to make this a better situation, not only for myself but for Grandma and for our whole family? Right? Because I why de- can't that happen? I dealt with a lot of stuff. And I dealt with a lot of hands controlling things and me just having to roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they want they needed to be in control, which was fine. But none of them are the people who are here every day taking care of her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was an awkward situation. Everybody got an opinion about how things need to be done, but nobody is doing them the way that they need to be done because nobody's yeah. doing anything. No one's mm-hmm. here but me. So... Yeah, and did I do things perfect? No, I didn't do anything perfect. Let's say I let's say I didn't do anything perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm 26. You know what I'm saying? I'm just now, you know, what? Learning to be who I am, coming into my own. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I would say like maybe 2 years ago at 28 is where I started to feel like okay, I know kind of what I want to do somewhat with my life and things. And I'm not even talking about things that I'm dealing with personally. Like I, my eye, this eye that's open right now, I can only see out of the center of my eye. I'm blind everywhere mm-hmm. in my eye, but the middle, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that, that bothered, that messed with me mentally because I lost my eyesight and the doctors don't know why. I went to Michigan and seen all these doctors and shit, and they don't know why, you know, I lost my eyesight. They can't give me anything for it. They don't know what, what's wrong, and they don't know if I'm going to keep what I have or if I'm going to go completely blind in that eye. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I can do is, you know, stay positive and prayed up about it. You know what I'm saying? But with Gigi being sick, Gigi got diagnosed with a new sickness uh, this year and everything, and it's like I'm dealing with all of this, and I felt like they weren't making me taking care of her as easy as it should, as it needed mm-hmm. to be. They were making mm-hmm. it harder for me to do what I needed to do. 
And when I decided, when, it, when I decided everything was too much, they, they chastised me in a way. They, they weren't happy for me. And that shit mm. was, that shit hurt me like, that shit cut me real deep. I want to give you a hug so bad right now. Okay. You said what? Me? I said, what are you doing to cope with that? Like, how are you going to move forward? I honestly, like, I talked to my dad. And me and my dad, like, that's not the nigga to go to about shit like this. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) My dad, one of the old school niggas, like, man, shut the fuck up, nigga. and, And just deal with this shit. You made the right choice, nigga. You all right? You good? And he brought me out of my out of my slump. You know what I'm saying? My dad is like he an old school ass man. Like nigga, you a man? Stop acting like a bitch, nigga. You good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he brought me he brought me out of my slump. So I'm good now. But me just talking about it now just like put me back in that how I was feeling just so I could share it. But I'm good now. Though. I I am good. But we got a house. We got a right. three bedroom. Uh, I got an office. G got an office. We got our bedroom. We got wood floors. We got a basement. We got a laundry room. Uh, we got a backyard. So when this COVID shit over, come to the barbecue. Yes, the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Your backyard friends, the backyard again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got nice neighbors. We got black neighbors. And Mexican neighbors. Yes, black. Hey, you know Negro neighbors. You know what I'm saying? That's right up your alley. Both right. sides. <laughs> and they, hey. were, they were very welcoming. Uh, the lady next door, right? Gigi mom comes over one day, right? And this is like late at night. And the lady next door tried to check Gigi mom. Like, who is you? Don't be walking in them people yard like that. <laughs> so, shout out. I fuck with my neighbors. They cool. You know what I'm saying? But That's what's up. <laughs> Everything is, I like having this alone time with me and my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be alone and for us to, like, to have each other in a way that you just can't in someone else's environment that feels like someone else's environment, it's just great to have that situation. Mm-hmm. Like a breath of fresh air. Three weeks, yeah, for three weeks, right? For three weeks, but other than that, it's been great. You know, walk around naked. I walked around ass naked today, ball swinging today to set up the podcast before I put clothes on. I definitely did. I did not want to say visual, but I'm glad you're you're happy though. I definitely did. I definitely did. You know, craziest thing. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm about to say. You know what? I think. I think a lot of people can tell from you and since I've known you, you've been a testament to perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've yeah, watched yeah. you go through some shit that I consider myself a pretty, you know, pretty tough ass individual. You know, I feel like I go through a lot of shit, but I feel I've seen you go through shit and handle it with grace that I, I think might have folded me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something really powerful and the uh, just the fact that you can the things that you've handled and the way that you've handled them, I think there's something powerful in in that, and I think that's something that's going to show up in your life, like 
as like your superpowers gonna like be like a it's gonna be a thing that catapults you into success. Facts. Like, like Oprah. December twenty first coming up, y'all. I appreciate that, Link. I really do appreciate yeah. it. And I and I wanted to share that because like the other day, uh guy wrote me, he said, like, thank you for creating this podcast. Like, even though you talk a lot of shit on your podcast, you do have segments that really help me. And I really appreciate you starting the copacetic hour. And I was like, damn. So that, that made me like, I just need to, you know, just one. If I got one fan who really like feel like that, then this shit need to come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to share that part of my life. That's real personal. No, I wanted to share it. Um, craziest thing that happened. <sighs> craziest thing that happened. What the fuck is the crazy? Oh, craziest thing that happened. And I hope this is not illegal. If it is illegal, it did not happen. Craziest thing that that allegedly happened. Allegedly. So me and Gigi get to the house. It's like fucking leaves every fucking where. And we're still, you know, going back and forth to the house. And so we call this lawn company. You know what I'm saying? And they say, hey, you know, we want to schedule y'all to come do the yard. You know, get all the leaves up, mow the yard, everything. We like, cool. So we set up an appointment and they like never call us back or never say anything, nothing. So we, I'm thinking we're not there at the house because we said some going back and forth moving. And every time we go, there was nothing ever done. So one day we come, allegedly, <laughs> one day we come, the whole yard is done. So I don't know if the neighbors did this shit or if they came and did this shit. I don't know what happened. I'm talking about they did. They trimmed the bushes and cut them bitches and like nice little patterns and the leaves, the the backyard molded everything. Everything's done. The trees is trimmed. Like they did everything. They left a note like thank you. Like, no, nigga, thank you, nigga. Who did it? You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever hit us up. So we got a whole yard service that was probably like $500 for free, allegedly. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to let you know. That thank you card was more than likely from that yard service. You know what I'm saying? You think so? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I don't want it. Ne- never mind, never mind. If it'll make you feel better to say that was from a random Good Samaritan, that's where that... <laughs> That's where that shit was found. I'm saying, but there's no number. There was no, it was just like on a piece of like cardboard just left outside. Somebody uh, probably paid them for y'all. Paid it for I don't know how or who did it, but that shit, that was the craziest thing that happened that I appreciated. When you, when you called the lawn service, did you like give them any information where they could actually invoice you? No, you didn't I didn't call the lawn service. I didn't service. give them nothing. They don't have nothing, none of my, they don't even know my name. I just told them the address. What type of operation are they running over there? I don't know. Right. I might have to call them to write up these leaves in the backyard. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my name, my name is nobody nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it just, it just got done one day. I called them back like, hey, uh, did y'all do this? They was like, no, nah, we got y'all on the list though. And then I never heard nothing else about it. Oh damn, that's crazy! It's crazy. Oh, what's it Maybe it was a welcome from your neighbors or something. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what's up. Your neighbors was like, "I'm sick of looking at this dirty ass lawn." 
That's how my name is. So shout out to whoever did that. Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, God. Santa Claus, whoever. <laughs> shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, go Right. Lifestyles is a men's and women's clothing store that carries exclusive quality labels. Their mission is to bridge the gap between mainstream fashions and luxury brands. They're the go-to place for the latest fashions and trends. You can shop with them online at lifestylesapparel.com. That's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-Z apparel.com. And follow them online at Lifestyles Apparel on all social media outlets. While you're at it, visit them at their brand new Memphis location. To the podcast, moving into our next segment. So we're trying something new, right? I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is actually actually an original thought, an original idea, I believe. Anyway, I ain't heard nobody else do it, and I'm calling it the free for all segment. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give everyone two to three minutes to talk about what. Every topic or whatever they have on their mind, and they're going to respond. All right? So I'm going to go first. So what I want to talk about is we damn near been mentioning it the whole goddamn podcast, uh, how on December 21st, how black people is supposed to get superpowers. You know what I'm saying? Because of the way the planets are aligning and then the Christmas star, and all this shit, right? So I'm thinking, like, I always used to think, like, how, because we used to be in power, you know what I'm saying? As the people on this planet, we were the most dominant people on this planet, and then somehow we, like, became slaves and all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? And we're, like, treated to this day on, you know, horrible was this star shit that happened, you know, way back when? Did it, did we really did used to have superpowers or some shit? Mm-hmm. And, like, the shit is coming back around full circle for us and we're going to take over again? What y'all think? I got a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, go, go I got ahead. a lot of thoughts on this. Like, for, for me, I feel like we could take this in a few different directions, especially when you brought up the whole, like, you know, us as a people being the dominant force on the planet and then everything is switching for so long. Like, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on it, but um, there is like some biblical implications of just, I feel as, I feel as though in some ways we are God's chosen people in some aspects. And because that is the way it is, we are also going to be the most highly persecuted people. Right. Um, but I I won't dive into that because I'm not as well versed in even what I'm saying, so I won't even get into it. But other than that, I'm kind of of the mind where it's like, okay, cool, they're saying we're supposed to get superpowers, but I feel like I, I think we already have them now because when you look at everything that happens on the planet, like all the cool, great shit that happens in the world, somebody black made it. Yeah. Word. The best music Word. comes from black people, the best athletes from black people. 
like the best whatever you name it typically somebody black or somebody at least of color is the originator of it Word. So like are we supposed to just go super saiyan level or whatever those superpowers are right i'll take it and that's why they're trying to hey, give us the vaccine cool super you know what i'm saying they said the For vaccine real. changes your dna you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, uh, and I'm not, yeah. That's um, why they're so, trying to give it to us. So I can go I can go a little bit deeper into what you were talking about, Brady. So there's actually a couple of religious texts that mentions uh uh lost people that gain power. So in the Bible, it's uh children of uh, the um children uh, of Israel. Yeah, the lost children of Israel, the lost uh children of Israel, and they're supposed to wander the earth for 400 years right 400 years uh after slavery uh was 2019 that was the full 400th year after or is it after slavery or from the beginning of slavery after slavery right so 2019 was supposed to be this year that like black people started to wake up and all this other stuff and like uh so um there's a book called The Fall of America by uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that talks about in the first chapter, it talks about uh, that the rapture that the Bible talks about, because uh, the Bible mentions that the dead will walk on the earth, that the rapture, that doesn't, te- that doesn't mean, mean in a technical sense where zombies will start appearing. It'll mean that dead people, as in people who have lost sight of the power that they have, will start to realize that they have this power. And it will be as if the dead has risen again. And that those people, of course, are black people. So mm-hmm. there's there's that. And then there's a there's one more I can't remember. But there's several religious texts that talk about uh, persecuted people that have been brought away from their home, that has wandered the earth for however many years, that at the end of this 400 year or at the end of this whatever uh, predetermined time span, like just kind of something switches and they realize, oh, that's right. I was the original architect or I was the original mathematician or I was the original teacher. Or I was the original king, queen, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping. It sounds very far-fetched to say on December 21st, everybody, boom, you know, remembers right. the, the land ancestors lineage and, you know, all their ancestors thoughts and stuff like that. That seems far-fetched, but I, I, think was, it's kinda, I wouldn't say it's too far-fetched though. Like, I, the only reason why I say that is because if anything this year has showed us beyond what we've been mentioning about life being so temporary and fragile is things can change in an instant, right? Like mm-hmm. coronavirus itself. But then from w- this particular topic, we've had so many, we've had so many examples of things happening from a racial, a racial or political standpoint that is like caused an immediate reaction in a, a mass of people, whether they be black or not. Like we can even trace back to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Like these were pivotal moments, right? And essentially, a a re-revolutionary period of like civil rights as we know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks that it's come to a point where it's like there's people there's non people of color who are just not like oh wow this is happening but like right. it has made such a stark change right. i would hope that it's not an event like that that happens on a december 21st that causes us <laughs> to have to wake up right but it is very likely that it it's or i'm saying it's very possible 
here's so I have a theory about what happens to black people in the future. I'm sorry if I interrupted anybody, but all right. So one of three things, one thing that we love all other races out of existence since uh, black DNA is the, the mother of all DNA and that you can get once you mix black DNA with any other culture's DNA, that person then becomes a black person. So somebody said this a long time ago and this shit just stuck with me. When, when black people uh, partner with other races, when they have kids with that other race, it cancels out. So, you know, my father, my father is married to a, a white woman, an Italian woman. Uh, their son, my brother, is black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For all intents and purposes, he can walk around the world as a black person. Yeah. So we can literally love, basically, for you know, for lack of a better phrase, we can love white people out of existence. That I think that's one thing that could happen. I think uh, another thing that would happen is that we have another Tulsa, Oklahoma, but on a larger scale, where black people kind of concede into their own sovereign nation, whether it be on this land or some other land. And that we do our own shit there or we something happens like we're, we might be alluding to what Brady was saying and we kind of flip out and an actual civil war happens and, uh, you know, everybody dies. <laughs> Not everybody And the way this political run has been set up is possible because a lot of us trying to hold on to january 20th or whatever too Mm -hmm. i'm out here wilding yeah facts facts and the thing about it is like when i was thinking about this because i just heard about this shit today because the memes are fucking crazy you know what i'm saying the memes (laughs) are hilarious and i was thinking like well okay the covid vaccine shit they talk about it change your dna that's why people getting cerebral palsy and all this type of shit you know what I'm saying? And then um, they talk about a black woman invented it. And then yesterday they had on national TV a black doctor giving it to a black woman and all this shit. And I'm like, when have <laughs> black people ever been on the forefront of all this type of shit that's going on right now? Like, this shit just seemed uh-huh. awkward to me. You know what I'm saying? You never well, seen we all the this shit. guinea pigs to all this shit back in the day. About yes. Absolutely. I'm saying, but when have they ever put it on promotion? Like, look, the black person invented it. Black black person is taking because it. They already know that all black people come up and they're not getting Well, not all black people. Camilla Harris. Black people, I know, that keep talking about they're not getting it. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, we show a black person administering this vaccine to another black person that's going to make other black people decide that they're going to get it. Right. right. This is their way of saying <laughs> black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we like we're gonna give it to y'all first because we don't want y'all catching COVID and that. But at the same time, yeah, what? The vaccine, right? You don't get you. anything first. Don't you don't get video games first? Thank you don't you. get cars first. Don't you don't get it? And even the vaccine, and right? no, the only thing we want first is some shoes. Some shoes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and even with even with COVID, like COVID attacked. was seven was was killing. I mean, seven. I got my Jordan sixes or whatever with the little flowers and shit on there, so I'm happy. Y'all niggas is real niggas. Never owned a pair of Jordans before. <laughs> Are you black? Carry on, my bad. I didn't own my first I guess pair of Jordans until last year. <laughs> I never owned a pair of Jordans before last December. Here's the thing. I, didn't, I thought it was so stupid. Say what you I, was going to say. Yeah, I'm triggered. Th- thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm triggered. <laughs> so even, even COVID itself, in a way, they say that it was invented to take out black people. 
You know what I'm saying? Out of all the COVID uh, deaths, 70% of COVID deaths was because of, was uh, done black people. black people, you know what I'm saying? Or minorities in general. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, damn, what if the, like, what if it's really some real life shit? And I've been watching Lovecraft Country and shit. I'm like, damn, nigga. Uh, I want to watch this, it. I can't f- get into that show. Yeah. Oh, that show is crazy. That show. It's, I'm crazy. it's too crazy. It's it's what I think what you gotta like I think what you what people gotta remember about Lovecraft Country is that it's sci-fi. It's, it's just black, sci-fi, you know. But it's so much. Just, it's just sci-fi. So if you don't really fuck with sci-fi, you're not really gonna fuck with that. You're show. not gonna really like it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. this really like the way the world is operating really do seem like some sci-fi, fucking Lovecraft Country. And I'm thinking like, damn nigga, what if we? Really do get superpowers. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we really did have some shit that no one what if, what if, I'm able to read minds like people think I can do. Yeah, anyway. what if you got superpowers? What would you want your superpower to be? What if we all had superpowers 400 years ago and a white person put a spell on all black people to take away our magic? I don't want to spoil, like, the, spoil the show. I was, but like, get out, I was trying to spoil the show, damn it. They didn't I ain't see trying it. To spoil, yeah. Okay, yeah. what would you want your superpower to be? We can connect be, some Nate? other time. We can talk about a little class you know. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we should have a show on that. Uh, what would I want my superpower? Yeah, what would you want your superpower to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I always, like, you always want to, like, when people ask you this question, you always want to say, like, the dopest shit. Like people always want to be like super strong, or like they want to have some type of crazy power that, like at at face value, you're like, oh, that's a dope superpower. Right. But we have more than one. The one I always fall back on, which I don't think anybody like anybody like thinks about it, but I would want to be, for lack of a better term, like a super sponge, like from my brain's perspective. Like I would like to be able to look at any video listen to any audio put my hand on any book and immediately absorb the knowledge Mm because i think if i were just capable of absorbing that much knowledge i would be able to operate at a much higher level than anybody else absolutely (laughs) i like that that's a good one yeah like like media i think about look at brady y'all deep and philosophical (laughs) when i think about a superpower i think about the thing in my life that i hate doing the most Okay. That's what and, I was thinking about right now too. And so for me, it's like getting comfortable somewhere and then having to get up to go do something and get out of my comfort. You hate standing up. I hate standing up. So I mean, when I'm standing up, I'm up. But if I sit down and I get comfortable, like that's where I want to be for the rest of my life. So I would want to be able to teleport anywhere I want to. Nigga, I was thinking the same shit. I want to be the yeah. jumper. Nigga, you ever seen the jumper? I want to be like yeah, a jumper, yeah. nigga. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I want the Me jumper too. superpower. I just want to be able to <laughs> just be like, all, all, all I took from that is Nate said down the pee. No, but seriously, if it's late at night, I don't feel like fucking aiming and shit. I'm sitting the fuck down. Most of the time I sit down. Because oh, why? Why am I standing up just because I can? Because I can also <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Hey, he's a girl dad, guys. I mean, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm cracking. Everybody up. in the house, everybody in the house get to sit down while I pee. I want to sit down while I pee too. <laughs> Fuck all that bullshit. 
standing up and aiming and shit. Oh man, what about three you? o'clock in the morning? No, no. What you want your superpower to be? I would probably want my superpower to be to be able to read minds. Okay. I feel like that. I I feel like this is about to be super misogynistic, but I feel like that's every woman's answer. And it's always. That's me. Y'all think we know I, how to read minds anyway? So. You you two. You, you already read minds. Yeah, Karan. You want to read yeah, minds? We already know how to read minds, so it's like might as well. Read minds or make assumptions and come to your own realities. And then, and then we'll just have to deal with it. Oh, wait. We haven't had we conversations don't, we don't, in a long time. Don't worry about it. Where you coming for me and I didn't stand for you? I'm going to just hold mine in for my topic. We already <laughs> said it. I'm going to just stuck mine in. I'm going to just stuck mine in. Okay, so, Karan, <laughs> if it wasn't read minds, what would you want your superpower to be? Because you said you want more than one. I want to be like Wolverine. I want to be able to self-heal myself. Self-heal? Yeah, I want to be okay. able to heal myself. Okay. To never die. Okay. Immortal. Even though he did die, what's the name? You too? That seems so... You want to I be don't want to poke over. That sounds so sad. That's what I say. Yeah, like see everybody around yeah. you die. I mean, shoot. I've been seeing people die my whole life. Well, yes. I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you cynical. Look. Yeah. Niggas die every day, B. Niggas do die every day, bitch. Shit. I don't want to be a mortal. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not trying to be here to the end of the world. Right. It would be kind of cool to see how this shit go out, though. Right. Be. No, because then it might. I can see that. And I can sit there, sip the martini, and watch it happen. What about you, uh, what, What's martini? <laughs> if the um, world I think. Oh shit! Look, you gotta always have alcohol. Alcohol. Right. I think I want to have the ability to clone myself and be in more than one place at one time because I just have so much shit to do on a daily basis that I need more than one of me. Hey, so that's, that's a fact. That's a good one right there. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely a good one. Definitely. If I had a superpower, I would want to be able to, I would want manipulation. Like, whatever I say, if I could tell you to do something, you would do it. Okay, Simon. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's some toxic shit too. I, I want manipulation. Like, hey, Nate, <laughs> touch your nose with your pinky. And then so you, you want to be the you want to be the world's greatest <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be like that. Hey, Nunu, take your glasses off just just for the fuck of it. You know what I'm saying? Just I would want to have that power. <laughs> like a like sort of like a hypnosis person, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's yeah, what I'm saying. it was crazy. I'm just watching Get Out Tonight. I have not watched that movie either. Like hypnosis. it's terrifying. All right, so so what? So I feel like every to every person that has super superpowers, there is a decision that they make or an action that they take that makes them go from a superhero to a supervillain. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think the action, if I could teleport, the action I would take that make me a villain is teleporting into a bank vault and stealing money and leaving. Hell yeah. Something like that. Ernest, mm. what what would be the, the point where you realize you went too far in making people do shit? Manipulate them to doing some immoral, irregular so, yeah, shit. Yeah, some immoral shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me that pussy. But I, probably, I wouldn't <laughs> be thinking like, hey, you know... <laughs> I wasn't trying this to. Entire I wasn't trying to take the girl, pussy. Give me that pussy. You know what I'm saying? Girl, I wasn't, give I wasn't, me that. Girl, give me that. Give me that. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to take the pussy. I just forgot I had superpowers. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you accidentally, you yeah. accidentally like manipulated somebody into. So you so didn't even you, think. So now you could get your ass ate if you really tried. <laughs> you could. <laughs> See, and then here's the thing. Here's the thing. You gotta be. You gotta be careful with shit. Like, so if you arguing with a nigga, you say, "Man, suck my dick," and that nigga just get down on his knees and do that shit, or like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful with everything you say because you can't just you say do. shit willy nilly now. Yeah, you, you making me making me yeah, you making right. me kind of regret my uh, <laughs> my power yeah, decision. There's a downside to all of this shit. There's a downside to you know all. Of it. Like, what if I teleport halfway through a wall, and like there's a part of my body that's infused into a wall? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like, what's the thought process that goes <laughs> into teleporting? The way that they need to like, be moved in order for you to get you, through it. Can you teleport somewhere that you've never been because you've never been able to visualize where it is? Right. right. And like, what's to stop me if I can do that from tele- teleporting myself to the bottom of the ocean one day and fucking, you know, Dying. drowning to death? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, and like, for, for mine, mine, like, being able to absorb any amount of knowledge, like, knowledge is power but i can also drive myself insane or right i can learn some shit that i didn't really need to know and it can drive me to either destroy myself or destroy other people mm-hmm. facts can read somebody mind and they said the wrong shit and it's over for the years uh-huh. <laughs> now you in jail now you now in jail, I'm in jail, jail for real you know just reading people's mind, and they all they talking about is commissary, and you know, reading Big Bertha's the other mind. Stuff people like, are doing the J. Yeah, Big Bertha over here. It's, it's, <laughs> that might it I, might help you in jail though. God dang, I, I hope she dropped that soap. <laughs> it's looking mad slippery in her hands. I hope she dropped it. <laughs> oh man, I go. Okay. I don't think I formulated this question right. I'm going to just tell you how I feel about it. Okay. I think there is a, I consider myself a feminist. And okay. I'm paraphrasing, but the definition of feminism is the, the equality, uh, uh, someone who believes in the equality, uh, social, economic, um, uh, the, the social, economic, uh, financial, and uh you're not making me believe you're a feminist, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to, it's, there's three things. Social, economic, uh, financial and um, social, social equality okay. of all genders, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in that. Okay, so growing up, I saw both of my parents are West Indian. Okay. So they worked, you know, since they was like six years old, they had jobs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like literally, I'm not joking. My mom was like selling vegetables down at the market when she was five, like missing school and shit like that. Uh, so I grew up watching both of my parents work. So I always saw it as you know, the way a family works, everyone who can work does work. Right. Right. And we pull our resources together and we make everyone's life better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the difference I see in American culture is that it's it falls up to the man to provide financially. It seems to fall upon the woman to provide emotionally. And the child is kind of you know, they're just there. like a cat, yeah. like a cat in the house, you know? Uh, so I, so I had this conversation a lot because I don't, I don't know shit about shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I can't say my way of thinking is right or what my parents did was right or how any, how anybody else feels is right. But I do find it interesting, an interesting conversation about, uh, how do you feel 
do you feel like uh, men and women should be equal in all things? As in, like, women should register for a draft at 18, like every man has to do. Men should have to... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, clean up the cookies. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or is it, is, are, are certain gender roles uh, necessary for the black family structure? I'm going to talk specifically about black people. Mm. Hmm. This, this also leans into my topic later, but I want to hear, I want to hear from the ladies first since it's a question about feminism. Um, it'll never be equal because we're better than y'all at everything. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's everything? True. Uh, everything, everything, everything. I'm not even about to get into this debate because <laughs> I know I just want to play devil. I just want to play devil's advocate, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. See, I don't. I think there's a lot of situations where it can never be equal. That's you know given, and I don't think it should be. Um, I think we get too wrapped up in women and men having equal rights but at the same time it's like why why do we need to be equal to a man like do you want to lead the household and then that's how a lot of relationships get messed up these days too because women be trying to lead like that's not our place um in a relationship I don't think um I still struggle with that myself but I don't think it should be I mean I feel like it should be, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's going to hurt anything because it hasn't been like that this whole time. That's true. No, my mindset is like, and we were talking about this even before the pod, I I think, but it was just kind of like, if you, if you say that's what you want, like you have to also be very cognizant of what you're asking for and what the mm-hmm. consequences of those things are. So like, I think a lot of times when there's a conversation around feminism and having these equal rights amongst all genders, people, when they say that, they only think about the things that benefit them and not the things that mm-hmm. become a responsibility. So like, just like Nate was saying, like, okay, we can say this, but then once we make you equal, then we do expect you to enlist in, in drafts. We expect you to be able to do certain physical activities that, I mean, to be quite frank, female bodies are not designed to do, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. we expect you to start working way more at construction and laying gravel and building buildings and all these types of things. Like, But a lot of times people in those situations don't think about, oh, shit, like, Okay, for us to really be equal, I have to do all of the all of the dirty things that comes with being, I guess, being to a man's level, quote unquote, that like a lot of times people don't really want to do. Not even men want to fucking do. So it's like, if you can say that, just be ready to accept all the responsibilities that come with it. That's some real tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with. With Brady, like, I think women, you know, should get paid equal for the same job. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, shit like right. that. You know, all the, the basic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then there's situations, like, where they have the same job, but it's not equal. And men are blamed, like, fucking, like, like sports. You know what I'm saying? Or let's say, like, like the WNBA. I love the WNBA. I watch the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? But none of the girls that I know watch the fucking WNBA. They only, that watch basketball, they only watch the NBA. 
They don't mm-hmm. even watch the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't get, you can't really be out here on Front Street talking about why does LeBron make $32 million a year? You know what I'm saying? And Candace Parker is only making a million a year, $2 million a year. And I'm like, well, if women actually motherfucking supported the WNBA, they'd be making more than LeBron because there's more women in the, in the world than it is men. You know what I'm saying? Because right. all, all of that shit is based off marketing dollars and like if there's viewers and all that demand, there's less demand in the market, there's less opportunity in the market so right. they can't make money. Because even that, that, the average man will turn into the, the NBA Finals and watch LeBron. The average mm-hmm. woman is not turning into the, WA, the WNBA to watch Candace Parker or... Cambridge or some, or whoever down at Tarasi, they just don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? And that that's the difference. That is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interest because I don't think I'm gonna be able to tie this as far into my to my topic that I was thinking about. You really want to talk about that topic? So you bad. really want to? I do. Because it's so funny. It is, so it is a good ass topic, though. But but it's a point that Nate brought up, where he where he specified like the black family from this conversation point and i think it's so interesting like when we start to think about and we've had a lot of deep conversations so far today around like you know how things how things have provided certain implications or like obstacles for us as a people and i think there are a lot of things set up to dismantle the black family and i Mm. and i'll be honest that i think some of the more What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the more aggressive conversations around feminism and stuff like that, I think is something that has more so plagued the black community than it has provided opportunities or benefited the black community. And when I say that, I guess long story short to that is like this whole mentality that in most cases, black women or women of color have around, I don't need a man, I don't need this, I don't need that is played into a lot of like what we see today around like the dismantling of the family and why a lot of children are growing up without fathers in the home um, and is causing a lot of cyclical Mm. obstacles for us as a people. And to be honest, I think the powers that be want us to be that way. Facts. Well, so, okay. Push these type of narratives to say, yeah, like you should want feminism too, stuff like that. But when we say it, it's about, oh, we don't need no man. But then white people or people who are not of color join on to those things and say, oh, we're right there with you, sister. But they're still in the in the home with their husbands, cooking, cleaning, doing what they want to do. They, they just want to do just like you said, like, I just want to get paid the same, but I'm, I'm still going to be more submissive to my husband, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, a lot of people of color are carrying that torch in a for real, for real way, and they're using it to break us up. So the thing about it is, is that when it come down to like the black family dynamic of all of this, it's just like, personally, I don't think men and women can be equal. I mean, like, of course, like in some aspects, of course, if I'm working the same job as you, I'm expecting to get paid exactly what a man is getting paid. But I feel as though some gender roles are important because like, for instance, like you say, like the black family is broken up. The whole black family dynamic is broken up. If I'm a single mother, there's absolutely no way I could teach my little boy how to be a man. A man can only teach a man how to be a man. And I can only teach my daughter how to be a woman. How, you know, like, 
I can instill <clears throat> certain morals and values and stuff in my son, but at the end of the day, I can't teach him how to be a man. Right. And um, I do feel as though, like, sometimes with the whole brokenness of the black family, and if it is just a single mother raising her kids, I do feel like um, certain gender roles play a really big part in how they raise the kids, um, especially if it is a boy and a girl. And it's like, oh, well... For my daughter, you can't do this, that, and the third, but oh, my son can do this because he a boy. And it's like, that's not fair at all. Um, not saying that, oh, well, I should be able to hang on until midnight or whatever, and I'm in high school, but it's just like, why are certain things okay for him and it's not okay for me? Mm -hmm. I've experienced and I've seen it like, okay, when it come down to um, this is not me ragging on, you know, like black mothers as a whole or whatever. I'm not ragging on them at all. I'm just, you know, pointing out things that I've seen where it's like, okay, well, if you have your daughter, you're not about to sit here and let no, you know, like let a boy come over and spend a night or come over and spend too much time, but you will let your son have whoever it is that, you know, any woman that he wanted, I mean, you know, any girl that he wants in the house. And it's kind of like, I feel like that's kind of, pushing the wrong narrative and then also kind of like with me now I mean like I'm a single black woman I've been single for the greater part of like 10 to 12 years um I have a very successful career working for death row records you know shout out to my manager not dancing in all my videos and shit I just purchased my first house my car is paid off my credit is good and I've had people ask me like so what can a man provide you and I was like, well, what do you mean? If you're looking at materialistic things, I mean, if it's anything that I want, I can purchase it myself. But what it is that I feel like a lot of like women in my circle, we're looking for something deeper. And it's like, yeah, people say like, oh, well, women, when they get their own, women are like, oh, well, I can buy this for myself. I can do this for myself. I don't need no man. I don't this, that, and third or whatever. At the end of the day, we all want companionship. I'm not going to necessarily say like, I'm not going to push it to where it's like, you know, we don't need companionship at all. I mean, it's something that we long for. I'm not going to say like if it's a, an absolute want and or need, but a lot of the times it's not strictly just women when they do their own thing. It's to rag on men or to say, oh, well, shoot, I don't, I don't need you for shit. I could buy my own car. I could buy my own house. I could do that a third. But it kind of points out the insecurities in most men. Because with me, I've had men ask me, like, so, like I said, what can a man provide you? So do you think that, you know, men are intimidated by you because of the fact that you can provide for yourself? And my response is always, I shouldn't intimidate a man by what it is that I could do for myself. Because what I'm doing for me yeah. is for me. It has nothing to do with you. I was, I was about to say that, like, any any man of a, of a particular quality or status isn't worrying about what you do for yourself because if we're still playing into gender roles and us as men are expecting to provide and protect for you, my mindset is I don't really care what you do, not to be mean about it, but like I don't care because it's like I wouldn't have access to your money anyway. So it's right. like I'm not worrying about what you do. I'm worried about what I'm doing to be on my job. So if we do have a companionship, I'm doing my role, which is to protect and to provide whatever you bring, whatever else you bring to that portion of the 
of the relationship is helpful, is increased, but I'm not looking for that to be the end all be all of what I'm planning to to live off of with you. And then going back to one of your other points when you were talking about the kids, I think what you were saying definitely makes sense around like those double standards. But I also think it plays into a notion of like a, a general hard, hardening of women and a softening of men as they grow up in their household because for little girls who are watching a single mother raise her and her brother, stuff like that, she looks at it from a perspective of there was no man in the house. Maybe there was a certain difference in the type of discipline she could have received. Her perception of what a man is and what a man does is altered because there's no man in the house. And her mindset is my mama did it by herself, so I'm going to do it by myself. Whereas a boy... He doesn't have that discipline, that structure in the house. He also isn't getting that example. So he doesn't even know how to act in those scenarios when it's his turn to be a man and do those things for a woman. So it's like, again, it continues the cycle of like keeping us apart because we simply just don't know how to interact with each other from a level of companionship. Right. Facts. I agree. Facts. Yeah, like... I would say my most interaction of being a husband is watching my grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Or watch even my friends' parents who are older. They've been together for the long time, a long time. But mostly my grandparents, like, Gigi doesn't drive. But so I take her places. But it's not a big deal to me because my grandma is from Mexico. You know, she came to the United States when she was 21. She doesn't drive. She just never, in her hometown, they rode horses and shit like that. Like, she's from a very rural area. They farmed. So she never learned how to drive. Even to this day, she didn't learn how to drive. My grandmother from America, and she's also never driven. Like, my grandfather always drove her. Always drove. Even he's not here. Yeah, my great grandma was like that, too. So it, I think I think there was a really like there's like a distinct period in time where like there was a shift in like generationally driving. like what people were doing. And I don't know if it was like right after the civil rights movement, all type of stuff where we just found this new level of independence. And like it, it worked in a lot of great ways to our benefit. But like we're right now we're talking about some of the things that work to our detriment. Yeah. But I'm saying like. I don't have a problem with. Being the shepherd, the the chauffeur or whatever, because that's what I saw all growing up. But had I not seen that, had I not had that experience, who knows? That might be a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely mm. depends on what you see growing up. All right, but moving into our next topic or next tidbit. Does anybody else want to go before Brady goes? I was about to say, I just want to point out that the, the dissemination of the black family was carefully planned by the white man to disrupt the civil rights movement because the white man, underst- I'm sorry, the whites understood. We think, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, <you know? laughs> so so the, the hugest threat to, uh, to, uh, to the white way of life, uh, or white superiority, was uh, the black family, the black family structure. Uh, and it's 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 a well known fact that we are strongest as a family unit, you know, mother, mother, father, kids, or you know, parent, parent, kids. Uh, 
And so that was uh, intentionally disrupted with the crack epidemic. Uh, so, you know, if I could put all the black men in jails, it's just like buck breaking in slavery. If I can emasculate all the men, if I can show you that your strongest nigga, your, your, your baddest nigga is under my thumb, you have no one to look up to. If you have no one to look up to, you have no structure. If you have no structure, you have no hope. If you have your hope, you're not going to rise up against nobody. Right. It's all about keeping us, you know, docile, which mm-hmm. I think is something that I, and I will say on a, on a, uh, on a positive tip, if, if I look at my friend group, if I look at the brothers that I grew up with, uh, the brothers I went to college with, uh, my line, you know, my loved ones, if I'm talking specifically about the men, the black men who are fathers, I think that idea of black men being these absentee fathers is disappearing because from just from what I see, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that all black men are amazing fathers, but I'm saying from what I see, like the shit that I heard about, that I hear about black men all the time about how we should be fathers or how we're not good husbands. Uh, I'm seeing a lot different nowadays. So mm-hmm. I think it's brighter days ahead for black folk. And I think we are waking up as we change the narrative. Facts. Sure. Indeed. Facts. You are watching a master at work.